When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine. On an empty stomach. Yeah, what's happening, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. My name is Rudy Povich. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Stitcher. And every day at 9.45 a.m., it goes live on Instagram at Rudy underscore Povich. Today on the show, talk a little bit about mullets. Also, Aaron Rodgers had a couple of choice words in Chicago yesterday. But first... Let's say hi to some people. What's going on? Uh, first off, say what up to Sally. Great show at Gutty. She said, Sally, thank you so much for coming out to the show at Gutty's. Uh, I really appreciate it. Those crowds are, uh, they're super nice people. Um, it's, it's an all clean show. So, what's up, Chuck? What's up, buddy? My guy Chuck Struck getting married this weekend. Can't wait to come to the wedding, dude. That'll be fun. Looking forward to it. Ain't no party like a Chuck Struck party. Because a Chuck Struck party don't stop. Okay? Recognize. Game, recognize game. Uh, yeah, but the, the Gutty's crowds are fun. They're nice people. Uh, a lot of times you can tell, like, half the jokes you have to do a clean version of, they just don't have quite the mm that uh, a dirty joke does. Like, for instance, there is a, uh, a joke I tell about people who give hugs. And the, the bit is, you know... People go up and they go, hey, hope you don't mind. I'm a hugger. And then you have to give them a hug because it's weird to tell them when you don't want a hug. Like, you can't just, like, voice yourself upon them and do what it is that you physically want to do to them. And the clean version of that joke is you can't just walk up to somebody and be like, I'm a, I'm a tummy tickler. I hope you don't mind, but I'm a tummy tickler. I'm a tickle that tummy. I know you just had a baby, but I'm a tickle that tummy. Ah, Dwayne, get over here. I'm a tickle that tummy. You can't. You can't be that guy. But the dirty version of that joke is... People give you a hug. They go, hope you don't mind. I'm going to give you a hug. Then you got to go through with it. You can't just walk up to someone and be like, hey, hope you don't mind. But I'm a titty fucker. Get on that table. Come on, Bethany. Get up there. I hope you don't mind. I'm a titty fucker. Come on, Dwayne. You look like a D cup. Get up there. Come on. I'm a titty fucker. It's fine. You can't voice yourself upon people, right? No, of course not. But uh, those crowds are, uh, they're really nice people. They're great. I love being at those shows. They're fun people. Uh, They're hit and miss. Sometimes, like, we had a really, we had a smaller crowd on Friday, but they laughed hysterically. Saturday was a bigger crowd, um, and uh, they were a nice crowd. Sally was up there, man, just every, you can tell, I love when there's, I love when there's audience members like that, where you just, they're there to laugh. They paid their dues to get in, and they just want to laugh. That's it. They're just there for a good time. They're not there because they have to, like, fold their arms and look, like, dude, the people who, Come to shows like that, I always think, like, what is the rest of your life like? I'll go to a show and I'll watch somebody get up on stage. And even if I don't think the jokes are that funny, I still laugh. I'm there because I want to have a good time. Regardless if, and if it's a great joke, I will belly laugh more hysterically. 
But for the rest of it, Jesus. All right, let's say hi to some people. What's up, Mira? Good morning to you. BJ, what's up, dude? Nice to see you. Uh, Lynn, Danielle, good morning. Dave. Dave had a question about the high heel shoes that I found on the sidewalk in Richfield. And if anybody had picked them up, the uh, the short answer of that is yes. I don't know what happened to it. For anybody who doesn't know the backstory, there was a pair of high heels just like kicking it on the sidewalk on a Monday morning. And I had posted the photo like, wow, that's something you don't see every day. I can't remember exactly what I said. I imagine it was much funnier than what I just said now. But I said, uh, go ahead and you know, give me the backstory. What do you guys think happened here? And everybody had some great answers. So I think it was Jesse Campbell who had written, an angel got her wings. Might have been the best... <laughs> <laughs> the best caption for that photo possible. But uh, a couple of days had gone by and those shoes were still there. And somebody at some point had taken the shoes and paired them up, put them together and then set them on the sidewalk. Eventually they were gone. I don't know what happened to them. So I wish I did. I wish I would have got a little bit of backstory, find out exactly what the hell happened. Right. It'd have been nice. You guys uh, drink some beers this weekend. Hang on. I hope you did, man. Some great football was on yesterday. I had to goddamn go to, ah, why does Buffalo Wild Wings have to suck so bad? Buffalo Wild Wings is the worst of of all the chain restaurants. Their wings are absolute shit. The drinks are overpriced. The service is never that great. The food is horrendous. The only thing it's got going for them is the NFL Sunday ticket. And goddamn it. Yeah. Name me a worse chain restaurant than Buffalo Wild Wings. You can't. You can't. Uh, Lynn, did you see if those shoes were your size? I did try them on. They weren't. Hey, waste not, want not. I don't know when I'm going to want a pair of black high heels. Mira, we were so invested in those booties, damn it. I know. I would like to know. I would like to think that they went to booty heaven. Which is the name of a really good rap club. Booty heaven. Also the name of a really good rap album. Maybe even a rap protege, Booty Heaven. Yeah, somebody better get on that. Uh, But uh, yeah, having to go to goddamn Buffalo Wild. There's no worse place on the planet, right? And you're forced to go in. All the goddamn Packer bars in this town is completely filled. So we got stuck going to a Buffalo Wild Wings. I refuse to eat their food. Their wings are horrendous. Everything they make there sucks. The waitstaff was surprisingly nice. The gal we had waiting on us was uh, was incredibly cheerful and had some forethought. But everything else in that place... Seriously, if you got a place, put it in the comments of the Instagram Live. You can't. It's the worst of all the places. So, of course, you know, we get stuck going there to watch the football game. And, uh, goddamn, Vikings almost blow it again. Packers walk away with a win from the Chicago Bears. The thing I love the most about it is I've talked about this before, where sometimes you time warp. If you ever have to get on stage or get up in front of people, you do what I call the time warp. You don't realize what happened. All you know is you just you walked out on stage and then seven and a half minutes later, you're off stage going, I don't remember what happened. What the fuck? Just I don't know what happened. Where are we? I don't remember. Then somebody has to show you video of it, and you're like, holy shit, did I do that? That's, god damn it. Dave Johnson, go pack go. Yeah, I said it. God damn right. Uh, Danielle, D-Spot has the best wings. Buffalo Wild Wings suck. Yeah, D-Spot's amazing. Oh, man. 
If you're going to be rolling through the Twin Cities area, it's worth a drive to D-Spot. I think I went there before a Black Label Society concert at The Myth. And man, that was the first time I had ever gone. And they weren't bullshitting, man. Those wings are phenomenal. Phenomenal. But uh, to get back to the uh, time warping situation, what happens is sometimes you step out in front of people. You have to speak publicly or whatever it might be. You get out. You're doing a theater run. You're getting up on stage. You get off stage. You're like, I don't remember anything that just happened. What the fuck just happened? I was watching the game yesterday, and maybe you guys caught a little bit of this. Aaron Rodgers sticking it to the Chicago Bears, walks into the end zone, gives the gives the discount double take. Haven't seen that in months. Jesus, Rodgers. But anyways, this is what he had to say to a couple of fans. I'm not sure if this one is going to be uh, bleeped out or not. I hope it's not. Let's see. Rodgers snaps it quick. Pressure coming. Scrambles to his right. Pumps it in, and Rodgers is inside the pylon. Touchdown Packers. It's Rodgers running for the score. <laughs> Sometimes you black out on the field. See? <laughs> in, a good, in a good way. Uh, I definitely blacked out uh, from a concussion, which isn't a good way. But... Uh, I looked up in the stands, and in the front row, all I saw was a woman giving me a double bird. <laughs> well, I'm not sure exactly what came out of my mouth next. See? That's what I'm saying. Sometimes in those situations, you don't know where your brain is going. And if the first, you just start screaming, I own you, I own you, that, hey, man, that's what's coming out of your mouth at the time. Uh, Mira agreed. D-Spot is the green, is on fire, green milk, Jamaican jerk, and Wingstop Cajun dry rub, for sure. Jesus Christ. D-Spot ought to start throwing me some fucking money for an endorsement here, because Jesus Christ, they are phenomenal. Maybe we make that like the official wing spot of this show. They don't even know it yet, but they're already getting endorsed by me. I'll take Venmo and PayPal. Um, but yeah, man, it was, and I was thinking about it too, because there was a video, I was looking for it earlier, that ask anybody who's ever been in a situation where you are losing your mind you're, you're, you know, um, you are in the middle of an argument while you're just screaming. You don't even know what you're screaming. You're just screaming. That's all it is. Over and over again. You don't even know where it's coming from. And what made me laugh was there was a video that came out of a dad. This was a few years ago. This, this guy, his daughter is getting bullied online, which is obviously terrible. But to listen to this dad lose his goddamn mind, he has no idea what he's saying. It's all coming out in gibberish because you're so mad and it's like your emotions are running so high. You know what? To say that you guys have ruined my life. Yeah, so that she's basically talking into a a webcam and the dad has no... He thinks this is going out that he is speaking directly to the people that are bullying this girl online. I'm going to tell you right now, this is from her father. You bunch of lying, no good punks. And I know who it's coming from because I backtraced it. And I know who's emailing and who's doing it. And you've been reported to the cyber police and the state police. So you better write one more thing or screw up my computer again. You'll be arrested. End of conversation from her father. You're going to come and beat her ass. And if you come near my daughter, guess what? Consequences 
will never be the same. You lying bunch of pricks. See, my ああ、ガッ。マイ、I've but that proves right there that sometimes your mouth will disconnect from your brain. And that's all it is. It's, listen, dude, that's all you're doing is spinning wheels. You have no idea what is coming out of your mouth. All you know is you have to be making noise to prove your point, regardless of what the words are. God damn. And stuff, like I'm going through a thing right now with my daughter because she's getting a terrible grade in a, a class where the entire class is... You have to speak openly in front of a group of people. And she refuses to do it. And I'm like, what's why, What's the problem here? She goes, I, I, everybody's staring at you. I'm like, yeah, that's the point. That's the point of the class is to teach you how to become a good orator. You want to get up on stage. If you want to be a leader one day, that's, that's the only way to get through it. It sucks. Nobody wants to get up and do public speaking. But it, it's a great skill to have and eventually... The biggest problem I have with it is not because public speaking is a tough thing to do, but because it shows narcissism. Oh my God, all these people are looking at me and what if I screw up? They're going to think I'm an idiot. I don't like that. I don't like the fact that you won't go and do this thing because you're afraid that you're going to look dumb. That shows like, oh, I'm too perfect. And I get hey, It's scary. It's super scary. But all roads lead to narcissism, and that's where that's that's where it comes from—a place of I don't want to look stupid. I don't like it. Not a fan. So I'm really trying to like get her around it. Like, listen, if you watch Maya Rudolph, one of the greatest Saturday Night Live cast members of all time, you can almost see Maya Rudolph say the word in her head before it comes out of her mouth. There's like a real steadfast cadence to what she says and when she says it you can already see it it is already in her mind word for word exactly what she's going to say because some people like if you watch all those old bits with leslie jones who i think is funny she's a great host i didn't think she was that great on saturday night live and she would continuously flub up one after another there's a famous bit with her and will ferrell Will Ferrell has been doing this for, I don't know, 30 years. He gets out on stage. He's, I think he's doing his President Bush, George Bush. And while he's out there, he, I mean, he's on stage for like nine minutes. Doesn't flub a word. Leslie Jones walks into the scene. The first four words out of her mouth are all jumbled. You cannot, you cannot understand what she is saying and she's been on the set for nine and a half seconds meanwhile the guy's been doing it for 30 years walks out but that's the difference that's also experience uh mira or you're just shy and hate people question mark i don't you know i get that you can be shy i get that you can be shy i don't like the not trying part that's the part i don't like i don't like the not trying i don't like the i'm not gonna do it because i'm gonna look stupid 
Nobody thinks about you as much as you think they think about you. Seriously. They don't. They just don't. I've told this story before. My buddy Brian was going to go out and do Craig Ferguson. I said, who was the guy who did Craig Ferguson a week ago? He said, I don't know. I don't remember. I said, see, exactly. You're going to be that next guy. No one's going to remember you. Nobody cares that much. Every time I screw something up on the radio or, you know, uh, at a charity event or, you know, bombed on stage or whatever it is, I I never think about it. I never think about it. I never think about it. Those people don't remember you as much as you will never remember those people. And I don't like the fact that we all have that in our brains where we're like, if we fuck up, everyone's going to remember for the rest. No, they're not. No one's going to care. And it's never as bad as what you think it is, ever. When uh, when I left, uh, when I when we finished that first show Saturday night in New York at City Winery, I got off stage and was like, ah, I wish that would have went better. I wish I didn't, it wasn't terrible. I just wish it would have gone better. I, there was things I could have done that I think I could have done better. And I was like, God, I wonder if they thought I sucked. And I was thinking that, but I'm like, get out of your home own brain, get out of it. D- d- don't think about that. You got shit to do. Go do that stuff. And I fast forwarded then to Monday night. I'm at the Comedy Cellar. Guy who's hosting the Comedy Cellar show gets up on stage. I mean, this dude, I can't, I'm spacing on his name, but I do recognize his face. He's on A&E right now. Uh, he's got a couple of like travel shows. And as I'm like watching him, I'm realizing, oh my God, this set is exactly my set. Where like I'm watching him and I'm like, yeah, he's good. I mean, I'm not like belly laughing. I'm not like falling out of the chair. And I've seen that guy perform as well earlier. God, I'm spacing on his name right now. Uh, but I'm like, he's good. I know he's good. And I just left. I was like, oh, that was my set where, okay, this was fine. It got us through to the next thing. You know, luckily, like I learned a lot on that first set and brought that to the second set and had a really nice second set to start the show. And everything was great after that. So, uh, Danielle, if you screw up, it just makes you human and more relatable. Absolutely. Who amongst us hasn't gone out and had to like do a book report and completely ate shit in front of a class? It happens a lot. It happens all the time. It happens to everybody. You're not going to go out and just crush it every single time. You know? I mean, think about these people on a on a massive stage. Like, I think about the Olympics. You know? You go out. You, you know, you, you don't get the scores you want. You're doing it in front of the world. Like, Jesus. You know? It's difficult. And I get it. But you get, I, don't like the, I don't like the not trying part. That's the part that drives me nuts is the not trying. Because you're afraid that people are going to think terrible of you. That's the thing I don't like about it. God, man. Try to move away from it. All right. Anyways, moving into uh, mullets. Obviously, we all like a good mullet, do we not? Uh, I saw over the weekend they had the Mullet World Championships where the uh, the young man who won it was kind of reading up on this. His name was Alan Boltz. And uh, Alan uh, won this thing, won the uh, USA Mullet Contest, and then donated his money to help kids in foster care. I was like, that was really nice. As I was then scrolling down the news feed, I came across a uh, came across a news report that Motley Crue frontman Vince Neil fell off the stage and broke his goddamn ribs. Now, I've talked about this for a while, man, that this poor Vince Neil has just become a caricature of himself. And it's sad to watch it, but this is what happened Friday night. This was down in Tennessee. The truth is Vince fell and broke ribs when he fell. He can't breathe and he's going to get dealt with medically. 
And that sucks for us and him. He was so excited to be here. He lives in Tennessee. But he was willing to stick it out and talk about and prepare people back there telling don't do it. Let's have one good round of applause, please, for this guy that's kicking out. All right, so here's why I wanted to bring up this story is because the guy you just heard talking is a dude by the name of Dana Strum. Dana Strum is a bass player that has been around like every 80s band forever. And I had to do a show. This was 20 years ago. So shit, he must have already been in his 40s. I bet Dana Strum's going to easily be in his 60s by now. Dana Strum was uh, playing the Mankato Civic Center. And I was a radio intern. I was like 19 years old. And I, I think at the time he was playing for like fucking firehouse or slaughter or some shit like that i think they were opening up for poison and our radios we never got shows in mankato ever once every like four years a concert would come through and poison was that night so they had us go down and like hand out the stickers and all that bullshit that radio stations do so i gotta walk into the back of the civic center and while i walk into the back of the civic center i got a giant box in my hand filled with 93 kxlp shit and as I'm walking in, I see Dana Strum. I don't know who Dana Strum is. I've never met the guy. I've never heard that name in my life. I see the guy and he's got, he looks like a roadie. He looks like a roadie. He's got like the long stringy hair, you know, black t-shirt, black jeans, bunch of rings, chains, the lanyard. I think he's just a dude who's a roadie. I don't know who the fuck this guy is. I go, uh, I go, yo, man, um, I am looking for backstage meet and greet. And he goes, yeah. I said, uh, I guess I don't know where to go. I, he goes, I don't know. I was like, oh, all right. Okay. Sounds good. And then as I, I'm like, all right, obviously this guy doesn't know me or where he's at either. So I better go find somebody else. I pick up the box. I start to walk away. He goes, you got a pass? I was like, um, well, I work for the radio station. He goes, that's not a pass. I'm like, I I don't know what to do, man. I was just told by my boss to do. I'm like, I'm 19. I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, you can't be back here without a pass. I'm like, dude, I am just doing what I was told by my boss. He's like, you can't be back here without a pass. And all I said was, whoa, mullet, bring it down. Fucking lost his mind. Lost it in the back of the Mankato Civic Center. Did that move, you know, in high school when the bully sees the nerdy kid and he walks by him and he takes his hand and he slaps his books out of his hand. They go, every, that's what he did with the box. The box hits the ground and I'm like, what? I'm like, what the fuck, dude? What are you doing? Knock it off. As this confrontation is happening, the guy that I interned for comes running up to me, this dude named Hammer. And Mike's like, whoa, 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 what's going on? I'm like, what the fuck is the matter with this guy? I'm like, I just asked where I needed to go. And the guy's like, he doesn't have a pass. And Mike's like, dude, he's with us. Like, just, whoa, relax, everybody. Just goddamn, bring it down. So Dana Strum starts walking away. And fucking Mike goes, uh, you know who that is? I'm like, no, obviously. He's like, that's Dana Strum. I'm like, I don't know who the fuck that guy is. Why do I give a shit? He's like, he's the bass player. I'm like... Now I really don't give a shit who this guy is. You think I give a fuck about a bass player? Jesus Christ. He's on par with the hot dog salesman. I don't know who the fuck this guy is. I don't care. So later on that night, I see him get up on stage and he's playing and I, I kind of felt bad. You know, I'm like, ah, I shouldn't have. I mean, I was, I mean, to call the guy mullet. I don't know. I mean, I'm 19. Like, be, don't be a dick, dude. You know, maybe he's having a bad day. You know, 41-year-old me would never get into that argument, but 19-year-old me was just like, fuck you, dude. 
old ass. Now, I mean, at the time, Dana Strum was probably like 39. And I'm like, look at that old son of a bitch. So I, uh, after the show, we were all backstage and I saw him and I'm like, oh, I should really go up there. And as I was starting to walk up to him, Mike grabbed me by the arm. He's like, no, no, let it go, dude. Let it go. He's about to get on a tour bus. You're never going to see that guy again. He doesn't need your apology and you don't need to get his apology back. And you guys will never, ever, ever make eye contact ever again. And I swear to God, I had forgotten about that entire bit until I heard Dana, until they said Dana Strom got out with Vince Neil and said, I was like, that son of a bitch, that motherfucker is still around, still around, still out there. I bet there's a 19 year old intern at this show. Vince Neil ate shit on. And that 19-year-old intern just has now, has now has another Dana Strum story. Fuck that guy. Jesus. I was so mad at I was just like, dude, you can... Pl-. And, and imagine, like, I'm 19 years old. I, first off, I hate poison. I absolutely despise poison. I don't even want to be at this goddamn show. And then you are that guy. You show up and start doing this bullshit. And do it. All I was asking was, hey, man, all I needed was a fucking... Just needed a way to get... Uh, that's it. Just needed a, Directions. Just directions. Are you too good to give a man directions? Obviously. What a prick. God, man. It was, I don't know. I started thinking about that uh, earlier this morning, too. It was just like, man, we've come a long way, have we not? Jesus. It was, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a story to be had, but I don't know. I can't imagine anybody now, especially nowadays, when there's just a camera everywhere. Like, I know what happens from time to time. Like, I don't know if you guys happen to come across the... um Ah, uh, what the hell was it? What's his name? John Cusack getting yelled at by a White Sox fan because John Cusack lives in Chicago. And when he goes to a Cubs game, he wears Cubs apparel. And when he goes to a White Sox game, he wears White Sox apparel. And one guy like lost his mind. He's like, you can't do that. That's bullshit. That's awful. You can't do And he's like, why? What's the difference? First off, why do you care? Why would you ever care about what some what team somebody cheers for? What a, as I've talked about many times. Be a part of Team Human Race. Don't be a fan of a team. Be a fan of Team Human Race. That's the team that we're all trying to be rooting for, is it not? Ah, also, I had thought about this when somebody had sent it to me because I've talked many times about having rules on dates. Like, I don't date anybody who treats pencils as Halloween candy. I think I'm coming up with a second one, too. I refuse to date anybody who wears fake tan. Because I'm a water rides guy. And the last thing you want to do is like get off the flume and your date looks like she's in the last, you know, last half mile of a marathon. It's like, is that fake tan or do we got to get out the hose? I don't like it. I don't like the weird stringy fake tan running down the inside of your leg. It doesn't look like fake tan. People don't know what that is. Knock that shit off. No pun intended. Um, but, uh, the whole dog mom thing. By the remember the cat stroller? I lost my mind about the lady with the cat. I met a gal at a coffee shop who I thought was the one for me. And then after talking to her for like a half hour, she told me that she puts her cat in a stroller and then walks it. And I was like, okay, well, this is obviously not going to work. Not going to work one bit. But uh, there was a lady on TikTok that's making the rounds right now. Here's the audio. She said that she got into an argument with her Tinder date about her being a dog mom. Listen to this. I tried to talk to him about National Dog Mom Day, and he went off. Apparently, that is what's wrong with society. He's a serious person. That's childish. And then he said bye. Then he continued the conversation just to tell me that I'm wrong. Parenting, to me, has more meaning than that of a pet animal. Almost like they were a human. I don't think that way. 
I think of a pet as a pet. It's not my child. Let me guess. You put clothes on your dog. Think of it as your child. Clearly, we won't get along. Okay, first off, nobody. He may, she may have brought this one up, but she definitely did not have this conversation with this. It's bullshit. It's all, it's got to be bullshit, right? It's total bullshit. It didn't happen. There's no way. Nobody has that. Nobody on a first date would ever say something like that. I've had the conversation many times with, about the cat stroller and how I refuse to go down that route. You walk your cat in a stroller, dude, we're done. Male or female. Doesn't matter. Hi, Kate Miller. How are you? Nice to see you on the live feed. Good to see you. You guys know Kate Miller? You should. Definitely send a wave and say what up to Kate Miller because she is the best. The best. Um, yeah, uh, Kate, we're talking about people who go on dates. First off, listen, I, we're all dog lovers, are we not? We should be. But nobody would ever get in that. And what a dumb reason to potentially walk out of a suitor situation just because somebody some lady likes her dog. This didn't happen. I guarantee this didn't happen. You get that like set, that spidey sense, right? Like when I heard the Jesse Smollett story, I went, this story's bullshit. This guy is lying. This is obviously a lie. None of this happened. And come to find out, obviously none of it happened. Lady goes on a date and some dude in the middle of it finds out that she's, a, you know, spends a little too much time and energy on her dog and he just gets up and leaves. No, what a dumb reason. Nobody would ever have that conversation. I don't know. The first date thing, I've been on many of them. The first date one, if anything... If your date is completely hammer-timed, that's the time when you should probably vamoose it. Because I went on a date one time. I met a girl. This was at um, the uh, this was at uh, the Anchor in Northeast Minneapolis. Oh, amazing bar. Great drinks. Killer food. And we, we went to go meet. And when I got there, I'm waiting, you know, by the hostess stand. She walks in completely shit-faced. I mean, can't stand up type shit-faced. And I go, uh, so... Uh, you okay? She's like, I'm absolutely fine. I'll be okay. I was like, what's been going on? I've been, you've been hanging out? She's like, we went down to the art world today. It was so much fun. You loved it. I was like, oh, this is not going well. So after about three, four minutes of us waiting for the table, if you've ever been to the anchor, the anchor has a really long hallway back to the bathrooms. And she said, I got to go use the restroom. I'll be right back. But you know, she did it. And I'm going to use the restroom. And I was like, I think she's going to the bathroom. I think that's what this is. And she starts to walk and she's hitting, she's ping-ponging off the hallway. Ding, 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 you know. And then finally, as she makes her way into the women's room, I look over at the hostess. I reach into my pocket. I grab 15 bucks. I slide it across the hostess stand. I go, will you please do me a favor and make sure she gets home okay? The lady's like, what? I'm like, I'm, I'm not sticking around in this. You need to get her out of here. She was like, uh, what do you want me to do? I'm like, can you call her an Uber? Yeah, anything? I don't give a shit. Listen, I don't know this girl. I don't want to know this girl. We got to get the hell out of here. And uh, I packed it up. When I left my house that day, it was, I left, I'll never forget it. It was exactly 6.30 because I timed it out. It was going to take me 20 minutes and I wanted to be 10 minutes early for a seven o'clock date. I like, I don't want, I don't like being fashionably late to dates. I like being super early and waiting it out. Be the first one there. That's good advice. I got to the restaurant. I, when I left the house, I saw my neighbors. And they're like, where are you going all dressed up? I was like, and it was, it might've been my first date after my daughter's mom and I had split. Like two years after we had split, I kind of took some time off, you know? And uh, I finally decided to start dating. It might've been the first date out. And when I saw the neighbors. They're like, look at you all spiffy. Mr. Cleans up nicely. So 
They thought, I'll be gone all night. I was there. I got there at 6.50. She showed up about 7.03. I walked out the door at 7.07. I was back having a drink around the bonfire with the neighbors at 7.25. That's all it took. (laughs) That is all it took. Let's see here. Danielle, my last date felt the need to tell me all about his medical issues. All of them. I get that that's a no-no on the first date, but I do like somebody who's open. I like when somebody will, you know, easily kind of sometimes be, you know, upfront about this stuff, especially if it's going to have to deal with you in the future. You know, like if they don't tell you like, oh, by the way, I got to keep this little bag around me at all times. And every once in a while, the person with me is going to have to empty it. That's a, that's dude. You really need to know exactly what you're getting into. I think I'm okay with that. That's totally fine. I mean, obviously, if it's weird stuff that, you know, they can take care of, dude, shut up about it, you know? Uh, Amanda, dates, what are those, question mark? I hear you. It's been a while. Totally been a while. Ah, let's see. What's up, uh, Bellamy Jack? Many years ago, went on a date. The guy talked about all his DWIs. What? No. Did he talk about him in a way that was like, yeah, I got a couple of DWIs, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me because now I'm on the straight and narrow and I'm sober because that I could see that if you're talking about things like I, I was dating a gal not that long ago that on date number two, when I was like, Hey, you want to get a beer? You want to get some wine? And she kind of kept veering down the route of coffee. I was like, okay, there's something here. Something's up. And then finally, at some point, she had told me, she's like, yeah, I went to rehab like seven years ago and uh, I haven't had a drink since. Like I woke up one morning and it was one of those mornings where, you know, you're at a friend's house. You don't know how you got there. You're like, why is my crotch all wet? Did somebody pee in my pants? Oh, it was me. Um, You kind of realize that you kind of got to get your shit together. And those stories I totally 1000% get, you know, my uncle's got a story about that when he was trying when he was trying to get sober and he was dating somebody and she was doing meth and he jumped out of a bathroom window to get away from her and then rode a bike as far as he could to get away and then had a family member come pick him up like three hours away and then get his ass back home like that story was like rock bottom it was like all right dude now you got to try to get your shit together uh sally i don't know it was weird didn't stick around long enough yeah man i hear you I hear you. Danielle is weird stuff. Got to love that nurse life. I suppose people feel like, you know, they can, uh, they can open up to you about that. I dude, I totally get it. I don't know. I would, I guess I would just kind of keep my mouth shut about it. Like dude, the least amount of information possible. Okay. If anything, lie about it. Just be like, nope, super healthy, healthy as a horse. Totally healthy. I got no problems. Totally fine. Huge. Huge came back. Cobam, better on a date than a business call. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it's kind of nice to have somebody else who works as hard as you do. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Right in the middle of, day, of a date, be like, hey, listen, I'm trying to t- I'm trying to close this deal out of Tokyo. You mind? Like, Fuck, take five minutes. Yeah, go for it. Do you have health insurance and a 401k? Fuck yeah. You take as much time as you need. Listen, it's totally fine. It is start, it's funny when you start factoring in, you know, like home ownership. And credit scores and uh, how much you like somebody. Because looks are always going to fade, are they not? They're terrible. They are. They're eventually going to fade. And you're going to be like, all right, I guess I'm, you know. Eventually, we all end up with an ugly person. Do we not? I mean, you might love their heart, but their face is definitely going to start drooping at some point. 
some earlier than others. But when you find out like, hey, man, uh, you got your shit together and you got uh, you got a financial plan. That's why that's why I don't understand. Like, I listen, I'm one of these idiots who has a bunch of tattoos all over him. I'm trying to tell you I have absolutely no financial plan. There's none whatsoever. There's none. There's no financial plan. I blame you for swiping right. This is on you, not on me. I'm the one who's I'm trying to tell you. This is you. Knock it off. Make better decisions. Dating guys with tattoos should be like Nickelback shows. You go once every nine years, you never tell your friends. That's on you. I you, Listen, I'm, you know, like when a cat lays its ears down to be able to tell you that it doesn't want to be messed with, tattoos are nature's way of saying don't get coffee with that guy. Nothing good can come about it. Danielle, dating in my 40s has been interesting. Yeah, professionally, 40s are great. Love-wise, that can be a tough putt, man. That can be a tough putt. Like, luckily, right now in our 40s is when everybody's getting divorced and want to uh, they want to be happy again. So, yeah. It looks like at least there might be something on the horizon. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Make sure uh, you guys uh, make a reservation for this Friday. Uh, I just found out that uh, we are about three quarters of the way to having full reservations at the Hogs Breath. So hopefully you got a table already. If not, you can make a reservation. Find that information on my Facebook page. We'll see you guys over there. Hogs Breath, I think show starts at 730, 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock maybe. But uh, you got to have a reservation to get in. So And it's free, which is nice. But you definitely need to make a reservation because this thing is probably going to sell out. So it'll be a good time. But that's uh, this Friday night. Uh, that's over at the Hogs Breath. And then November 18th. On a Thursday, I'm going to be in Grantsburg at Jokers. And then on November, what the hell is that? The 19th and I think 19th and 20th, I will be at, at um, in Austin, Texas with Jesse May Peluso and Carly Aquilino. I'll give you more information about that down the road. So, yeah, you guys are great. Love it. Hopefully you guys can come out, find your merchandise, rudypovich.com. Um, that Kursovo bit. Thank you guys for pushing me towards the edge. To do the Kursovo bit, because I got it on its feet this past weekend, and I really do appreciate it. Really appreciate it, because that joke did well. I got to kind of, I got to still finesse it a little bit and find find the nuances of it. But uh, if you didn't know the joke, I mean, this this whole thing really did happen, where I was writing in cursive, and a woman had asked me on the plane, had asked me what, um, what language it was that I was writing in. And I said, cursive. And she said, are you from Kursovo? <laughs> so, yeah. So, thank you guys for pushing me to uh, get that one up on its feet. Hopefully, that thing turns into something. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and Stitcher. And every single day, Monday through Friday, it goes live on Instagram, at Rudy underscore Povich. Again, thank you guys so much. Really do appreciate it. Thank you for taking a long walk to Cleveland. <laughs> Right on. Sweet. Well, thank you guys. Yeah, Sally, thank you. Yeah, the Cursival bit got a, uh, I know in the, the tape, it kind of somewhat, I mean, it gets a good reaction on the tape, but in the crowd, it was like, oh, that was definitely, that was probably the biggest laugh of the night for sure. Um, outside of the uh, the bit about hide and seek too. That one, that one. I love, I, here's my biggest problem sometimes on stage is that, 
That joke about hide and seek, if you don't know the bit, I talk about meeting my stepbrother and stepsister for, or half brother and half sister for the first time. And I tell my cousin Lucas, you know, you want to play Power Rangers? He says no and then runs away. And then I'm like, would you rather play hide and seek? Because your side of the family is much better at that. That joke always gets a good reaction. My problem is I always get greedy. I always get greedy and I follow it up. And I should just keep my stupid mouth shut. And just let that, ju- because every time I follow it up, I always follow it up with, wow, biggest laugh of the night is because uh, my childhood was shitty or whatever it is I say. And every time I say it, it always people go, oh, and then you lose them. And you're like, why did I say that? God damn it. Ah, Amanda, I shared the Kersavo story with my mom and then the clip. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Just some of that stuff you can't make up. Man, I know. It is funny, like when you watch a comic, I saw a comic do it this weekend where he'll go, uh, he'll go. So I was riding the subway the other day. This is a true story. It's like, well, what about all the other shit you just got done talking about? Was that all fake? Was that fake? Did you not? No. Okay. Right on. Sweet. Ah, all right, you guys, man. Oh, good to have you on board. I appreciate it. Hopefully we see you guys on Friday night over at the Hong's Breath with uh, my guy, uh, Tommy Thompson, Andrew Wegleitner. Uh, we also found out that uh, Andrew's wife, wife, is it wife? Oh, man. Why can't I remember wife? No, girlfriend. I think girlfriend. Uh, Rebecca Wilson. Rebecca Wilson is hilarious. I find her to be just just a mensch, just a peachy mensch. She's great. I love everything about her. She's super funny. Um, and I don't like when people go like, no, oh, she's really funny for a female. And I'm like, no, not funny for a female. Just a funny comic. She is a funny, funny comic. I like her. I think she's great. Uh, she does a great bit about Dave Dahl, which I have always loved. Anytime you can make fun of local weathermen. I love it. I love it. Jesus, man. I love it. Well, sweet. It's good to see everybody. Uh, Amanda, Danielle, it's great to see you guys getting on board. I know Mira said she's going to be there. I think Lynn also is going to jump on. So That'll be cool, man. Looking forward to it. Yeah, right on. All right, uh, I got to get bouncing. Tons of shit to do today, but you guys have a great day and uh, we will catch you later, all right? We'll see you. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.